the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. The title of the message is Making It Through the Storms of Life. Some years ago, someone came to my office by appointment to share the trials and tribulations she has been going through over a period of about seven years. She has had to deal with serious health issues, major family issues, job-related issues, and issues of personal safety living in a dangerous neighborhood. A gunshot narrowly missed her while sitting in her home. She was feeling physically and emotionally exhausted and overwhelmed by all that was happening in her life. She was certainly in a storm. Some of you listening to me may understand what she was going through and may be asking, what do you do when the storms of life are raging in your life? There are three different kinds of storms that we face in life. There are situational storms when circumstances seem to plot against you and everything seems to go wrong at once. There are relational storms when a relationship has been strained to the breaking point as between parent and child, brothers and sisters, wife and husband, family members and, and friends. And there are emotional storms. We may have a nice smile on our face, but inside we are in turmoil. We may be paralyzed by fear, overcome by guilt, or consumed by worry or jealousy. Before we look at the miracle of Jesus stilling the storm in Matthew chapter 8 and Mark chapter 4, I'd like to mention three facts about storms. First, storms are inevitable. They will happen. You will experience them. If you're not in a storm right now, just wait and you will be. They are a part of life here on this planet. James chapter 1 and verse 2 James writing in the first century, you would think that he is writing in the 21st century. But James says, Dear brothers and sisters, 
Whenever troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Note the word whenever. It does not say if trouble comes, but whenever it comes. You can count on it. You will face storms in your life. Nobody goes through life sailing smoothly from cradle to grave. We all have tough times of one kind or another. Life is difficult because there are storms, and storms are inevitable. But secondly, storms are unpredictable. They come suddenly. They come unexpectedly. They are unpredictable. It says in Matthew chapter 8 and verse 24, suddenly a furious storm came upon the lake. Try as we may, we cannot predict the things that will happen to us in this life. It's amazing what people try in order to find out what's going to happen. They try astrology, palm reading, tea leaves, crystal ball, horoscope. They'll try anything to see if today is going to be a good day or a bad day. But we can't predict storms. None of us had any idea how 9-11 would have affected us because storms come without warning. They are unpredictable, they are inevitable. But thirdly, storms are impartial. They happen to good people and they happen to bad people. They happen to believers and they happen to non-believers. They happen to all of us. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 4 to 5, Jesus, speaking about his father, he says, For he makes his son to shine on bad and good people alike and gives rain to those who do good and to those who do evil. So being a Christian does not exempt us from the storms of life. And if there are people who tell you that you can be healthy and wealthy, and you don't have to go through any problems, don't believe them. There's a misconception that people have that The only time that you have tough times or go through trials and tribulations is when you are disobeying God. But that is not true. You could be doing exactly what God tells you to do and still be in a storm. The fact is God has not promised us a storm-free life. If storms are inevitable and if storms are unpredictable and if storms are impartial, then the issue really becomes, what is my response going to be to the storms that are inevitably going to come into my life? Number two, there are two possible reactions to a storm. One, you can be filled with panic. Matthew chapter 8 and verse 25 says, the disciples went and woke Jesus up shouting, Lord, save us, we are going to drown. 
The disciples were no mere novices. They had been on the Sea of Galilee lots of times. They had been through many storms, but evidently this one was life-threatening and scared them to death. This was a major storm. It says they panicked. They got afraid. Now that is our typical reaction when a storm comes into our life. Sometimes we panic and we get afraid. We don't know what to do. Now the alternative to being filled with panic is you can be filled with peace. Look at the contrasting reaction in Jesus. In Matthew 8, 24, suddenly a fierce storm struck the lake with waves breaking into the boat. But Jesus was sleeping, sleeping in a storm. You talk about peace. Now, this shows the humanity of Jesus for one thing. It shows he got tired. After a full day of ministering, teaching, and preaching, he was exhausted. He lays down and he takes a nap. If you have ever wondered if Jesus can identify with you in your fatigue, and when you're tired, this is an example of it. Yes, he knows what it means to be dead tired. But more than that, I think this is a picture of complete trust in God. Jesus was not worried at all by the storm. He was setting an example by the fact of his sleep, teaching a lesson to his disciples. So the question is, did Jesus know there was going to be a storm before he even got into the boat? Without doubt. He knew they were sailing right into a storm. It was part of his plan to teach a lesson about faith to his disciples. He said, nothing ever surprises God. When you say, God, I'm having financial problems, he knows. God, I'm having health problems, he knows. God, I'm having family problems, he knows. God, I'm having problems on the job. He knows he saw them coming. Nothing ever surprises him. It is interesting to note that Jesus is sleeping in the storm because one of the signs that you are in a storm, either relationally or experientially, is you start losing sleep. That's how you know when you are in a storm. You see, when we are in storms, we lay awake at night, tossing and turning, going over it in our mind, trying to figure it out, worrying, what if? That's a problem. What if? And so we find doubt and faith are part of the same coin. But one moment you're believing, the other moment, what if comes and you start worrying? Americans we are told, spend over half a billion dollars yearly on sleep aids. Yet Jesus can go to sleep anywhere. That's what we call peace of mind. We can be in panic or we can be at peace when we face a storm in our life. The fact is, sometimes sleeping can be a statement of faith. You say, God, 
this problem is too big for me. I can't handle it. I know that you can handle it, so I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just going to sleep. If he's up all night, he can handle it. You don't need to stay up all night worrying. That's a statement of faith. But someone else would say, God, I don't know how you're going to work this out, but I'm going to bed. I'm leaving it in your hands. It's a statement of faith instead of worrying. Where in the world do you get that kind of peace in a storm? You get that kind of peace when you apply the three principles taught in Matthew chapter 8, 23 through 27. How do you make it through a storm? So when it seems like your ship is sinking, that uh, the storm is greater than you're able to handle, you do three things. They are simple, but they are profound. One, you remember God's closeness. Remember that he is near you, that he is with you, that you are not by yourself. Matthew 8.23 says, Then Jesus got into the boat and started across the lake with his disciples. Now they had nothing to fear. Jesus was in the boat. Do you think God was going to let the boat sink with Jesus in it? That in itself should have calmed them. Jesus was there with them, experiencing the storm with them. You see, if you are going to make it through a storm, the first lesson you have to learn is, God is always with me. There will be nothing I will face the rest of my life that I have to face alone. God is with me. God is with you. Jesus is in my boat and Jesus is in your boat. We tend to forget that in storms. We think we are all alone. We think that God is far away. God has promised that he'll be with us always, that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. Listen to his promise to his people in Isaiah chapter 43, verses 1 and 2. Israel, the Lord who created you says, Do not be afraid. I will save you. I have called you by my name. You are mine. When you pass through deep waters, I'll be with you. Your troubles will not overwhelm you. But the second thing we are in a storm to do is relax in God's care. Relax in God's care. The typical response when we go through a storm is to wonder, does God even care? Notice what the disciples said in Mark 4:38. Jesus was in the back of the boat sleeping with his head on a pillow. The disciples woke him up and said, Teacher, don't you care that we are about to die? You see, that's the common response we have in a tragedy when our life is in jeopardy. Don't you care what's going on in my life, God? The answer is, of course he cares. This is the second great lesson that we must learn if we are going to make it through the storms of life. God cares about what you and I are going through. How much does he care? Read the 7,000 promises in the scriptures and tell me that God doesn't care. First Peter chapter 5 and verse 7. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares for you.
There's one thing that disciples did right when they got afraid. They took their fear to Jesus. Why? Because he is the only one who can do something about it. So remember God's closeness and relax in his care. And then, thirdly, rely on God's control. Let his power see you through the situation that you're in. Mark 4:39. When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. The disciples had seen Jesus do one miracle after another during the time they were following him and walking with him. They of all people should have known he was competent and capable to handle the situation that they were in. There was no need to be afraid. There's nothing beyond the control of God. Fear comes when we experience things in life that are beyond our control. When things are beyond our control, it frightens us. And the truth is, there are many things in life that we can't control. So there are lots of things to be frightened by. But the good news of the scriptures is that the things that are beyond our control are not beyond God's control. I can't control everything that happens to me, to my family, to my friends, and even to my church family. But God is in control. So I don't have to try to control it. All I need to do is to go to God and tell him about it. He knows, but when I come to him, he wants to hear my concern. And so I can tell him about it and he will do something. And that's a strong reliever. Jeremiah 32 and verse 17 says, O sovereign Lord, you made the heavens and earth by your strong hand and powerful arm. Nothing is too hard for you. And we need to remember that when we are going through a storm, that nothing is too hard for our God. Before they got to, into the boat, Jesus said to the disciples, we are going to the other side. Now, the very fact that he said we are going to the other side means they are going to get to the other side. He didn't say it would be an easy trip. He didn't say that they wouldn't get wet. He didn't say that they wouldn't have a scare, a panic attack in the middle of the trip. He just said we are going to the other side. And if he said it, then they are going to make it to the other side. Notice what Jesus said to the disciples in verse 26. Jesus responded when they called to him, Why are you afraid? You have so little faith. Then he got up and rebuked the wind and waves, and suddenly there was a great calm. Jesus told the disciples two things. One, the root of your problem is fear. And two, the solution of your problem is faith. The greatest threat to the lives of the disciples was not the storm. It was their unbelief. The secret of victory over fear is faith. And it's not the amount of faith that you have. It's what you put your faith in that makes a difference altogether. Everyone has faith, 
you have faith every time you get into a car that it will take you where you are going and that you won't be in an accident because the, the car blew up. You had faith when you ate breakfast this morning that it wasn't, you weren't going to be poisoned by it. Everybody has faith. You don't need a lot of faith. Just a little faith will do. You put a little faith in a big God and you get big results. Jesus said, you have so little faith. Never in the Bible do we find Jesus ever rebuking someone for having too much faith. The problem was always lack of faith or too little faith. I think God is pleased. When we get to the limit of what we are trying to do, and then recognize that it's impossible. And God says, go for it, because this is an opportunity for me to show my power. You never really believe in God until you have done something that can't be attempted in the power of the flesh. Many Christians live their lives in a way that you have to say they show no faith at all. They're not risking anything. They're not attempting anything. The Bible says without faith it is impossible to please God. Now Jesus can be trusted in the storms of life. The only way we are going to learn that is to go through the storms of life. As Andrew Crouch says, if I never had a problem, I'd never know that God could solve them. I'd never know what faith in God could do. It is when we respond to the storms in our life with faith that we see God's power most visibly and we sense his presence most intensely. The disciples really had no reason to fear. They had what every one of us has. They had the presence of Christ, the power of Christ, and the promise of Christ. You have to have those to make it through the storms of life, my brothers and sisters. So the question is, what's rocking your boat this morning? What's causing your ship to sink? What kind of storm are you going through? Is it a strained relationship? Is it a financial difficulty? Is it a painful memory that has tied you up so that you can't see anything else? Is it a health problem where you have had bad news from the doctor that the diagnosis is cancer? Is it a secret storm? Is it something inside? Guilt or grief, anger or bitterness or jealousy or worry or fear? Maybe you feel like the circumstances of life are tossing you back and forth like a toy in a big ocean and you're thinking, I'm going under. I'm not going to make it. If that's the way you are feeling this morning, then God wants to say to you, no matter how big the wave is in your life, Jesus can rebuke it. And he wants to calm the storms in your life. He wants to say to you today, peace, be still. Only Jesus Christ can calm the restlessness in our hearts. So we need to stop looking for somebody else for the solution. There's only one person that can calm storms, and his name is Jesus Christ. Notice the last verse in the passage, verse 27. The disciples were amazed. Who is this man, they asked. 
Even the winds and waves obey him. Good question. Who is this man? The answer is, he isn't just a man, but he is the son of God with all power in his hands. There's just nobody like him. When nobody else can, he can. When nobody else knows, he knows. When nobody else cares, he cares. When nobody else understands, he understands. When nobody else is able, he is able. And when nobody else will, he will. There's no circumstance that can restrict him, no adversity that can hinder him, no situation that can constrain him, no power that can control him, no obstruction that can block him, and no force that can limit him. There's absolutely nothing that is impossible for Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Master, to do. He has never known of a problem too big to solve. He has never known of a circumstance that was too difficult to change. He has never known of a question that was too hard to answer or a crisis that was too critical to confront. Neither has he ever known of a request that was too impossible to grant or a mountain that was too steep to climb or a sore that was too deep to remove nor a wind that was too strong to calm. Whatever your need is, Jesus can meet it. If you need healing, Jesus can do it. If you need comfort, Jesus can give it. If you need courage, Jesus can provide it. If you need joy, if you need peace, if you need a blessing, Jesus can provide it. There's just nobody like Jesus. Oh, I love that hymn that we're going to be singing a little while. It says, through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to depend upon his word. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 10.30 for another inspiring message of hope and faith.